This is the Kitzer of the fifth Sicha of Parshas Vayishlach in Chelek Tezvav on page 294. The Rabbi begins with the Parsha where it says that one of the Malachim, Ashamolchu Beretz Edom, Lefnei Malach Melech Lefnei Yisrael, was Yoivov ben Zarach mi Botra. So Rashi explains that Botra is Me'ore Mo'evi. It's a, actually a land in a city in Mo'ev. Shenema Val Kiryas Val Botra Vegoyme. Kiryas is in Mo'ev, so Botra as well. Ulefisha Mida Melech Le'edom, because it established a king for Edom, Asid Lulka Simam. So Botra will be punished together with Edom. Shenema Kizevach Lashem Botra, that the Abishal will slaughter in Botra, and that is when the Abishal will punish Edom. So what is Rashi coming to explain here, when Rashi explains what the city of Batra is? So the Mepharshim say, Rashi is explaining why the title mentions where this king came from. However, this can't be the Pshat and Rashi, because why is it relevant over here for the Pasik to tell us that it came from Batra, and Batra is going to be punished with Edom? The Parsha here is not at all speaking about the punishment of Eretz Edom. Besides this, you look at all the other kings, besides one, it mentions all of them, which city they came from. Sometimes it even mentions more details. This is normal for the Pasik to identify with certain signs to explain who this person was. So there's no question why it mentions Basra here. So what is Rashi coming to answer? So Rashi has to be coming to answer a much deeper question. So let's go back to Parsha's Toildis, where we see the pregnancy of uh, Rivka, and there the Pasik says that shame tells Rivka, What do all the details in this Pasuk mean? So Rashi explains that when it says, it actually means that their kingdom will never be equal. One will fall, one will stand. When it comes, however, to Rashi doesn't say anything. Here suddenly it seems like that the Virav, Esau, will always be serving Yaakov. How could that be if Rashi says that it'll be Kishazek Kam Vizen Neufel? The answer is understood from what Rashi says in the beginning of the Pasik. Shnei Goyim Bevitnech, Rashi says, does not refer to the kingdom of Yaakov and Esau, but it refers to individuals. It refers to Rebbe and Antoninus, which were descendants of Esau. So therefore we understand that the Pasik is speaking about the kingdom of Yaakov and Esau, and regarding that it said, Zek Kam Vizen Neufel, but the Pasik is also speaking about the individuals descendants of Yaakov and Esau, and regarding that the Pasuk tells us that the individual descendants of Yaakov will always be the master and Esau will always be the servant. And this is all we also find in the bracha of Yitzchak to Yaakov. Yitzchak says and he doesn't give any conditions to this that he is the gvir, the leader over his brother. And even later when Esau requests a bracha as well, Yaakov, Yitzchak tells him there's no point of giving you a bracha because whatever you will own will be belong to your master, to, uh, to Yaakov. Rashi there says that which means you will throw off the yoke, meaning you will still be a servant, but you will have the power to throw off that yoke. But this is an unconditional bracha that Esau will always be the servant serving Yaakov the master. So if so, now that we understand that even in the time of Esau, Edom's kingdom, still individual descendants of Esau are always going to be subservient to Yaakov. So when we come here in the Parsha, and it speaks about So yes, we can understand that this is the fulfillment of the Nevoah of Kishazek Kam. Edom is our uh, kingdom is powerful, and then Zen Neufel, later the, the, the Eden will uh, be Mavatl the Malucha of Esau. 
However, regarding the king himself, that seemingly is the descendant from Esau, why don't we see over here the fulfillment of Verav Yavetzar? That this king is somehow subservient, or at least should be noticeable that he's an Evet to Yaakov, since regarding individual descendants of Esau are always going to be Avodim to Yaakov. And you look in the parsha, you don't see any difference between the kings of Esau and the kings of the descendants of Yaakov. Therefore, Rashi tells you that, or actually for before Rashi, the Pasik here always mentions where the kings of Edom came from, that they came from these various different places that were actually not from Edom. None of them are from Edom, meaning the kings themselves were not descendants of Edom. Because individuals from Edom were not kings, they always remained subservient to Yaakov. However, now when it comes to Batra, the question becomes that Batra seemingly is a city in Edom. Because Batra is mentioned many times in Nach as a place associated or actually seemingly in Edom. And not only that, Yoibu ben Zorach himself, Zorach was one of the descendants of Esau. So seemingly he is a descendant of Esau. Therefore Rashi clarifies and says that Batra actually is a city from Moab. And it's only mentioned in connection to Edom because Asida Lilka Simon. It's going to be punished together with Edom, so it's associated with Edom. But really, as Rashi proves from Kiryas and Batra, it's a city in Eretz, uh, it's a city in Eretz Moyev. Now here, when we look at the specific way that Rashi quotes the Psukim to prove this, or to sort of answer this contradiction, that on one hand we see Moyev is clearly part of Moyev, again, Batra is clearly part of Moyev, on the other hand, it seems like it's associated with Edom, Rashi quotes the Pasik. Kiryas va'albatra v'gaimer. Rashi says the word v'gaimer. After that in the Pasuk it says that it's speaking about Eretz Mayav. So Rashi uh, seemingly is quoting the v'gaimer because of that reason. When Rashi quotes the Pasuk, v'zevach gadol b'batra, Rashi does not quote any v'gaimer. Even though in these words, zevach l'ashem b'batra, there's no proof at all that Batra is part of Eden. The proof only comes from the continuation of the Pasik, where it says afterwards, V'tevach Godl Be'aretz Eden. Why over there does Rashi not write V'gaymer? Everything in Rashi is precise. So the Rebbe explains that regarding the Pasik V'zevach Lashem Be'batra, Rashi does not want to write V'gaymer because that's only going to complicate matters. The continuation of the Pasik does not actually seem to prove that Batra is associated with Eden. Because, and it's going to be punished together with Edom, because if that's the case, why would the Pasuk first say that Batra, which is only Tuffel, is being punished together with Edom, which is the main and cause of the punishment? The order of the Pasuk doesn't seem to make sense. So therefore Rashi leaves out the Vigaymer, and the Pshad according to Rashi there is that the Pasuk is putting the two together side by side in the Pasuk, but it's not a continuation. The Vav is not a Vav HaHemshech, but it's a Vav HaMafsik. But in order not to get into this complication, Rashi leaves out the Vegaimer. Be it as it may, Rashi quotes these Psukim very precisely, and Rashi is answering here the contradiction and clarifying to us that Batra is part of Eretz Mayav. However, now coming back to the main point here, there is a question on this point that Verav Yavetzoyer is an eternal bracha and nevuah, and this is something that never changes. But we see from Yaakov's behavior in the beginning of this week's parsha, when Yaakov goes to his brother Esav, and he comes to him and he says to him, Kai Esav. He sends Shluchim to refer to him as a master, and he refers to himself as an Evet. He bows down to him seven times. How could this be? How is Yaakov doing this if there's a promise Verav Yavetzoyer? 
In Derech Hapshat, it's not a question, because we find Yaakov was concerned, because Shemun is even if there's a clear promise, he's still afraid that he won't be zeichet to the fulfillment of the promise because of Avedis. So over here as well, he was concerned that the Nevuah may not be fulfilled. But it's still not really understood on a deeper level, because if he had this Nevuah and Brocha, why did Yaakov himself go and act the complete opposite of this and treat Esav like such a master? The Medrash Taka says he was punished for this. It's a chet. But we're talking here about Yaakov Avinu. There's no real concept of chet by the obvious in the literal sense. So what does this really mean? The answer is, this is a unique oifin of bitter that Yaakov came to be mevarad Esav. Because Nechzidus tells us that Yaakov was really referring to Esav as a master. It doesn't refer to Esav here below. He refers to Esav in the Shadish. However, in the simple shot of the Pasuk, it's referring to Esav here below. And therefore, we could also say that Yaakov was referring to Esav below as, an, as a master. And the reason is because when you come to be Mivarer, anything in the world, including Klippe, there are two approaches. One approach is Momayla Lamata, a tremendous revelation that eradicates and dispels all the darkness. It's Deiche. Another way is to actually refine and elevate, to enter into the place and the condition of the Mizbarer, to deal with him and to be Mahapachim into Kedusha. In the case of doing it by a revelation from above, so then the Mavara never has to go through any Yeride. doesn't have to leave his place. There's a great mile in that. On the other hand, though, the ultimate purpose is to bring peace into the world, which means to go down to the level and to the place of the Mavara, where there is a Yeride, and there on his level to elevate him and his Metzias to Kedusha. And we find this to the extent that both regarding Teireh, Torah comes down to the world, Yardon, Eslapshon, Elam and it deals with things of Torah in order to elevate the world. And we find even more, a Pasuk that says, V'chol Malbushe Agoalti, Kaviyachol, Ebesha comes down and dirties his clothing in order to create a real Geula, which is also a meaning of the word Agoalti, which is said actually in a Pasuk in connection to Batsra. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu as well came down and dealt with Esau in a similar way. He didn't only deal with the Shadish of Esau, but he also came to Esau here Lamata. And the way he's Mavarad Esau here Lamata is referring to him as Adaini, meaning he's going to relate to Esau and, and deal with him and elevate him on his level. Belavushiyam is so even though temporarily there's a chesaron in this, he has to come down, there's a yirida, and this would need a tikkun. But nevertheless, this is the whole purpose of creation. And Yaakov actually accomplished that Esau here finally said, Here he, he himself, was actually made on the bracha, including And this will ultimately bring to the fulfillment of the nevuah.